Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm one half of the hosting crew here, Harley Thomas, joined with Danielle Crapo. Hello, Danielle. Hello, Harley. And I think we also have Vala with us. We do. Vala is down on the floor. And we have another special guest with us, Gina Angelini. Hi, Harley. Hello. How are you, Gina? I'm good. How are you? We're going to take some time today and talk about a whole myriad of topics. I believe the focus is how you came to Industries for the Blind Milwaukee. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how you came to the organization. And I know that you're not from Wisconsin originally. So um, I guess first things first, what do you do at Industries for the Blind? I am a production supervisor in our manufacturing department. Okay. And how long have you been at Industries? A little over a year. It seems so much longer, Gina. It does sometimes. It does. And sometimes it doesn't seem that long. It's it's great. And Gina's very active in the blind community here in Milwaukee. She and Danielle, I believe you guys bowl on the same team. Sure do. Same bowling team. Same league. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to have a conversation. I'm going to let Danielle and Gina just have a conversation. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> sit there and look pretty. It'll be the easiest show this year. <laughs> <laughs> So, Gina, for our listeners, can you just tell us a little bit about how you found out about us and or about Industries for the Blind and, you know, how you came to work at Industries? Well, with the college education I have presently, I'm working on my doctorate degree in business administration and felt as though I needed a better position to better my career to make my education useful and put it to use. So I was kind of looking on the Internet, and I still to this day can't tell you how I found it, but accidentally came across Industries for the Blind. Of course, Danielle's name was there. So I called Danielle, and we got to talking. She says, send me your resume and an application. She had that the very next morning. I think by that Friday, I had a telephone interview with our human resources department. And Gina, as a as a blind person, because you are legally blind. That's correct. And that makes it more challenging even find a job to start with, right? The opportunities are somewhat limited. Absolutely, especially with a 70% unemployment rate. So, okay, so you had your interview and you came to Milwaukee. Now, what, when you first came into the city, because where are you from? I'm actually from Lancaster, Pennsylvania originally. So pretty small town compared to Milwaukee, would you say? Absolutely. <laughs> so when you first landed in Milwaukee, what did you think of the city? Were you a little nervous? Like, if were you thinking to yourself maybe, like, okay, if I get the job, how am I going to transition? I was a bit nervous because not knowing anyone here in the Milwaukee, Milwaukee area, all my family and all my friends were back home. So it was a culture shock, but I was very nervous at the time, not knowing what I was going to get into, but yet I've been working in, in, in this industry for over 25 years. So the work part didn't scare you so much as maybe the day-to-day stuff, like, you know, who am I going to hang out with? What am I going to do for fun? That kind of thing. Where Absolutely. do I go shopping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I get Plenty of good restaurants, though. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Okay, so you moved to Milwaukee about a, a little bit o- over a year ago. Um, was it easy for you to find somewhere to live? Actually, I'm a strong believer in faith, and uh, I definitely believe we were blessed, and it was in, in God's hands. So 
we actually went on the internet to find an apartment and the very first one that we put an application into was the very first one that we got. So we were very fortunate. It filled filled our needs, two-bedroom place, very close to bus routes. But uh, fortunately, I have someone in my life that brings me back and forth to work. So that, that all worked out very well. It was scary, though. And not everyone has someone that can get them to and from work. So living on the bus route is a wise choice for many folks that have visual. Absolutely, and I've used it a couple of times, too. Yeah, and we have a lot of great uh, alternatives in Milwaukee, too. There's the Transit Plus system, and there's the taxi cab service that goes around the city. So there's definitely lots of options. So you got set up in Milwaukee, got an apartment. What was next? Actually, things kind of just went crazy after that. Um, I was given applications for NFB, the uh, bowling league, um, Vision Forward. I was involved in the Lions Club, so that was just a continuation of what I did at home. I was actually a zone chairman coming up for second vice district governor right before I left. If I would have stayed there, that's where I would have been. So I came out and joined the Lions Club out here because I'm a strong believer in what they stand for. So I involved with that. Um, so again, said with the bowling, which is a great way to get new friends, meet new people. Danielle and I have become very good friends because of so much that we're both involved in. Yeah. And how much interaction did you have, Gina, with Danielle through this process of trying to relocate? Did she help you out a lot? Did other she people did. help you? If I had questions, I knew I could call Danielle. Kind of, It was one of those things when you meet someone, things kind of click. So I was very fortunate there. So if I had questions, I did ask her. Human Resources here at IB did an awful lot for me. They helped me out with a lot of the transition as far as uh, moving expenses. Uh, I was out here for a couple weeks for training before I actually started in the manufacturing department. Like I said, the transition was a lot smoother than I expected. So kind of getting onboarded and figuring out what your role was here. You had a pretty good idea when you started that it would be manufacturing supervision. I love operations. I like being on the floor, working with people, learning new products. Basically, hands-on type of person is what I am. At the end of the day, though, it is about people. Absolutely. At the end of the day. You become a better leader. There's a difference between a manager and a leader in my book. Leader is someone who's going to go out and inspire people, find whatever may be their weaknesses or their strengths, and help them to build them either way. Turn the weaknesses into strengths. And in order to do that, you have to know your employees. And it's it's pretty neat to see you a year later after your initial just a phone call of interest because that's what it was at first right like just absolutely hey what is this position I see online and then here you are a year later and it's kind of neat to see how you've blossomed so uh, on that note we're actually going to take a little break and we'll be right back I'm Danielle Crapo with Harley Thomas and Gina Angelini on Blind Living Radio we'll be right back from Milwaukee Wisconsin this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind Providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. 
Supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at IBMILW.com. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm Danielle Crapo, one of your hosts, and I am in the studio today with Harley Thomas, my co-host. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. And we are also joined in the studio by a special guest, Gina Angelini. Hey, Gina. Hi, Danielle. Welcome back. Thank you. So getting back to your story um, on kind of your transition from living in Pennsylvania to Milwaukee, did you want to talk a little bit more about, you know, your day-to-day interactions and things that you have experienced on the job? My biggest interactions is with the fellow employees on the floor, mm-hmm. and they're good reactions. There's a lot of people that are great workers, great personalities. Um, it is a great place to work. I mean, even off the floor in the office area, there's a lot of positive reinforcement. Upward mobility is huge here, and um, I can see that all over the place. And do you feel like, you know, maybe when you first were hired, you were a little bit apprehensive, but you're, are you glad that you made the move? I was apprehensive, like I said before. You yeah. were not apprehensive. <laughs> I don't see yes, you I ever was. being apprehensive, Gina. It's good that the audience can't see right now. <laughs> well, I know, and, and change. Thanks, Harley. It, during the break, we talked a little bit about change and how change affects everyone's lives. I think you made a very big change. Change is scary. You know, three of the biggest changes and stressful things in people's lives is moving to a new location, taking on a new job, and losing a friend or family member. Those are stressful. Very stressful. And I actually went through all three of them within a two-month period. Moving from a small city compared to Milwaukee, Lancaster, Pennsylvania – also known as the Amish, and some really great food, <laughs> which I still miss. <laughs> Moving to Milwaukee, the other thing was changing a new job. I had 25 years at the other agency that I worked at, and I was a plant manager. Started my way from production, worked in the offices, did all kinds of things. And You've proven yourself there. Yes, I have. And along with the education, I've had some great opportunities. And the other stressful thing is my very first day out here, even before I got here to the building, I had a phone call that I lost a very, very dear friend who was not only a supervisor at one time, he was also my mentor. So I learned a lot from him. So I dealt with all three stresses within two months period time. But again, we go back to my faith that was able to help bring me through that. And I've been very fortunate. I don't regret it. And uh, I will say that I'm a daddy's girl. I still miss my dad. Um, just want to bring them out here, though, right All now. All girls but, do, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> considering the last month or so was very stressful for my dad and I both. So I miss him extra hard, extra more this time. But he can always him. visit. Uh, well, And actually, you could I want, visit. I want him to move here. Oh, nice. Yeah, 15 like hours Milwaukee is a long that time. Much. I love Milwaukee. Get him to move here. That's yeah. what I'm working on. Well, and like we've had casual conversations before where we talk about the resources in the city, and I'm always telling you, you know, your dad wouldn't be bored during the day if he didn't want to work, you know, because he could always apply for work at Industries for the Blind. Mm-hmm. But there's also Vision Forward. They have a great program for during the day. They have bingo and arts and crafts and things like that to keep him busy. And there's also the Lions Clubs and bowling. So he would not be bored if he no. moved here. Is your yeah. father visually impaired also, Gina? Actually, it's all congenital. And it was really interesting when we were back seeing him and my stepmother before she passed, we kind of got talking about the family history. And I found out that 
my grandfather also had congenital cataracts. And back then, there was no such thing as lens implants. We're talking 1940s, even earlier. And he was actually helped build the natural gas line coming up from Texas. And he built it from Texas into Uniontown, Pennsylvania. So that was kind of fascinating. So even with his envision impairment, he still made an effort to get out there and work and be independent. And, you know, that's the good thing, no matter what your disability is, you can be independent. You have to be determined and have a positive attitude. Talking about positive attitudes, Danielle, you and I talk talk about positive attitudes quite often, mm-hmm. and Gina just exudes positive attitude. Thank you. And the change of moving from Lancaster to Milwaukee, sort of like you've always been part of the team here. Well, thank you. You're very good with the employees. People on the floor love you. People in the office love you. It's like she's always been here. It's like she's always been here. You know, when you have a friend, you just, it's like, oh, we've been friends forever. Yep, that's true. And I think that concludes all the time we actually have for today's show, Gina. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. And we would like to have you back as a guest on a future episode. Absolutely. Uh, My name is Harley Thomas, joined with Danielle Crapo on the other side of the table. Yep. Along with Vala. And we want to thank you for listening to Blind Living Radio, brought to us by Industries for the Blind. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to ibmilw.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's ibmilw.com slash careers. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to ibmilw.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community.